The University of Florida College of Medicine is accredited by the Accreditation Council for Continuing Medical Education, ACCME, to provide continuing medical education for physicians. The University of Florida College of Medicine designates this enduring material for a maximum of 0.25 AMA PRA Category 1 credit. Physicians should claim only the credit commensurate with the extent of their participation in this activity. Welcome. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're discussing robotic urologic surgery program at UF Health Shands Hospital. We're going to examine how advancements in instrumentation and the rapid adoption of robotic surgery in urologic surgery is changing the landscape of urologic surgeries. We'll touch on the advantages of robotic surgery over conventional open and laparoscopic surgery and how the multitude of urologic surgical procedures that robotic surgery is applied to include those applied to oncologic procedures, female urology, and reconstructive surgery. Here to tell us about all of that today is Dr. Lee Ming Su. He's a David A. Coffrin Professor of Urologic Oncology and the Chairman in the Department of Urology at UF Health Shands Hospital. Dr. Su, it's a pleasure to have you with us today. What was previously done for urologic issues and how have, as I said in the intro, advancements in instrumentation given birth to this era of robotic surgeries? When was it first introduced into the field of urology? Very good. Melanie, first of all, thank you for giving me this opportunity to be part of this podcast. I'm very excited to have this opportunity to speak on behalf of my team and uh, the extraordinary uh, changes that we've seen in our department and also nationwide with regards to the use of robotics in urologic surgery. Um, really, if you look back at the last you know decade and a half, we've seen the implementation of robotic surgery in the field of urology. And in my uh, career of almost two decades, this has probably been the most transformative uh, uh, change in our field uh, with the uh, rapid infusion of robotic surgery uh, that in many ways has supplanted what uh, we used to do uh, by open surgery and even laparoscopic surgery, um, you know, whereby over 90% of surgeries, at least the major operations we used to perform, were by open surgical techniques. We've now seen uh, in many different arenas within urologic surgery, this uh, change to robotics uh, because of the advances of a million invasive surgery. It is an exciting time to be in neurologic surgeries. Dr. Sue, tell us about the new Da Vinci surgical system and how it's going to change the landscape of urologic surgeries that you're doing at UF Health Shands Hospital. What are you doing there and what conditions can you use it for? Absolutely. Our program in uh, robotic surgery in our uh, department at UF Health Chance Hospital began in 2007. And during that period of time, the most common operation that robotic surgery was applied to was that for prostate cancer. And this is robot-assisted laparoscopic radical prostatectomy. Um, and this still uh, may, uh, remains the most common operation that we use the robot for. However, we have now seen expansion of robotic surgery into many different areas of, uh, of cancer surgery specifically, uh, whether it's uh, be a robotic partial nephrectomy or radical nephrectomy for kidney cancer, um, also radical cystectomy for bladder cancer, uh, that is complete removal of the bladder and reconstructing um, a new urinary system. Uh, so I think that the robotic interventions have um, had its uh, 
most uh, uh, significant impact in the air uh, in the area of cancer surgeries. And really what this is translated to is much less invasive incisions, but uh, as good in some ways, more precise surgical interventions done through tinier incisions, leading to less transfusion, faster patient recovery, and certainly patient satisfaction and outcomes. Um, but in addition to the cancer arena, we're seeing a huge wave of interest in using robotic surgery for more advanced reconstructive procedures for both men and women. Well, that certainly is exciting. So as we're speaking about the advantages over standard or laparoscopic surgery, what will it enable you to do? How is it different for the surgeon than performing these procedures using traditional surgical methods? And while you're telling us about that, speak about the learning curve a little bit. Sure. So there are advantages uh, to the surgeon, but there are also advantages to patients that I uh, touched on briefly. Uh, for the surgeon, you know, really this is a happy marriage in my, in my mind between traditional open surgery and conventional laparoscopic surgery. Uh, and what I mean by that is um, urologic surgeons now can perform very complex operations within the human body without making a big incision. So through small incisions, we can place robotic instruments that are essentially miniaturized wrists that we can then uh, articulate, dissect, uh, um, and uh, retract in a very similar manner to what we would do in open surgery, but through eight millimeter instruments. So you can imagine the size of your pinky finger having a very sophisticated uh, terminal uh, instrument that has the same maneuverability as the human wrist. Um, so on top of that, the, so it's an advantage of using both open surgical concepts and how we operate but with a minimally invasive approach as we see in laparoscopy. But even beyond laparoscopy, we have three-dimensional visualization, high-definition images. So that's, again, an advantage over conventional laparoscopy. So it's really a marriage of both uh, techniques. Um, so, you know, also, I can't say enough about the, uh, the magnification that is offered by robotic surgery being 12 to 15x greater than what we can see with our naked eye. And so a surgeon then is able to see the nuances of tissues and disease versus normal tissues and making critical decisions while performing these complicated operations, whether it's uh, a cancer operation or a reconstructive operation. For the patient, I alluded to the fact that smaller incisions you know, equates less pain, faster recuperation. And uh, back to the nuance of better visualization, we're also seeing less blood loss because we can prospectively identify vessels and manage them, cauterize them or suture them before bleeding is encountered and thus reducing overall blood loss during the operation. Well, thank you for that very comprehensive answer. Dr. Sue, as we're talking about oncologic procedures, female urology, reconstructive surgery, does patient selection play a role in who can receive surgical, you know, procedures with robotics? And who is it indicated for? And why is that important? Absolutely. Um, you know, there is, uh, there are certain patients that are perhaps not well suited for robotic intervention. And these are patients that have had very, very complex intra-abdominal or pelvic surgeries where there's a lot of scar tissue uh, that would make 
uh, establishment of a robotic environment with what's called pneumoperitoneum, inflating the abdomen with carbon dioxide and, and placing our small instruments through our keyhole incisions very complicated. However, on the other hand, there are patients that uh, we're able to do robotically that would be complicated to, to be uh, complicated uh, uh, if done by an open circle technique. For instance, morbidly obese patients, you know, and we're unfortunately in our society, we're seeing that our body mass index has grown uh, considerably year by year. Um, traditional open surgery can be a very morbid operation in those that uh, are um, of high body mass index. They have higher complication rates, uh, wound infection rates, uh, and blood loss, et cetera. But if we can do that surgery through smaller incisions, then we get we, we, we can steer clear of some of those associated morbidities uh, that are encountered through open surgical incisions in these unique patient sets. So on one hand, patient selection has uh, is, is important and is limited by patients that have complex prior abdominal surgery or radiation uh, treatments that would make scar tissue uh, a problem, but it's also opened up the opportunity to treat other patients that would be difficult through an open approach. Do you have any technical considerations or issues you'd like other providers to know when they're considering robotic surgery for urologic issues? Well, I, I think as anything, this is all about experience. Um, you know, just as we, uh, as any surgeon learns a technique, it does require time, experience, and exposure to a variety of different uh, anatomic circumstances to really excel at uh, what we do. Um, what's really unique about robotic surgery is the skill set is very, very different than open surgery and laparoscopy. And even though, I, as I said before, it's a marriage of both techniques and taking advantage of the unique nature of each type of intervention, um, what's different that, that we do robotically is no longer do we have tactile feedback as we perform these robotic surger surgeries. And because of that, we have to rely more on our visualization to be able to appreciate the unique tissue planes as we do these operations. So in many senses, we're relying upon a different sense uh, um, human sense, if you will, to perform these complex operations that we uh, that we would otherwise uh, have in open surgery, which is tactile feedback. So, you know, the analogy of that is you always hear about people that are born with one sense missing, whether it's the sense of sight, for instance. But, you know, their other senses tend to take over, so their sense of hearing may be better, right? And similarly here is we do not have tactile feedback, but then our visual sense is augmented by the 12 to 15x magnification and high-definition quality images. And so we're able to see those tissues and therefore perform as good and in some ways better than open surgery because of that unique uh, skill set. Very well explained. Dr. Sue, as we wrap up, please tell other providers what you'd like them to know about the robotic urologic surgery program at UF Health Shands Hospital when you feel it's important that they refer and go ahead and tell us about your team. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I, uh, if, if I look at globally what's happening at UF Health Shands Hospital, we have a extraordinary group of bright and talented robotic surgeon, surgeons in many different disciplines, not only urology, also gynecology, thoracic surgery, general surgery, uh, ear, nose, and throat surgery and surgeons as well. 
Um, and so we have in colorectal surgery, so we have a very multidisciplinary team involved in robotics. Uh, we have four uh, da Vinci robotic surgical systems uh, that have dual console capability and simulation uh, for uh, uh, training of our residents, fellows, and in, uh, in novice surgeons. Uh, from a urologic standpoint, I'm proud to say that we have nine extremely well-trained and talented urologic surgeons. We began our program in 2007. We cover the disciplines of uh, oncology in that we perform robotic prostatectomy, partial nephrectomy, radical nephrectomy, uh, cystectomy. Uh, and then from a reconstructive standpoint, we do a lot of pelvic organ prolapse repair for female urology, uh, prolapse and incontinence work. Uh, we do pyeloplasties for kidney and ureteral obstruction. And also we're now delving into more complex urologic reconstructions that may involve substitution of uh, the uh, uh, intestinal segments for uh, bypassing ureteral strictures or uh, some of the latest advances of using buccal mucosa as a um, platform to augment a repair for ureteral strictures. So I think the, the um, opportunities for robotics continues to challenge urologists and provide you know great opportunities to be very very creative and uh, we're very excited about the future of robotics and urology and i'm proud to have a, a group of uh, nine surgeons that uh, offer a whole range of these types of uh, operations to our patient population with regards to our urologic robotic uh, uh, team here at uf health chance hospital um, we have one of the most experienced uh, programs here in the southeastern section of the uh, United States. Um, certainly with regards to our robotic prostatectomy and uh, kidney cancer work, especially uh, partial nephrectomy work, we perhaps have one of the highest volume practices in the state of Florida. Um, as these cases can be very challenging and require a great deal of experience, for physicians who encounter cases that uh, perhaps can be done robotically, yet they don't have those uh, years of experience, we are happy to provide a second opinion uh, and see these patients in our clinic. Uh, we are able to turn around our visit times uh, quite rapidly as we have a very established uh, nurse navigator approach to intake of our new patients coming in for evaluation. Uh, and even those that need a multidisciplinary uh, approach to their cancer care, we have established clinics with medical oncology and radiation oncology, uh, as well as review of their uh, pathology and radiology reports. Um, so we are available to the community and the region uh, and our referring physicians, and we are happy to provide uh, this service uh, to these individuals. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Sue, for joining us today. What a fascinating topic. Thank you for sharing your expertise. And that wraps up this episode of UF Health Med EdCast with UF Health Shands Hospital. To learn more about this and other healthcare topics at UF Health Shands Hospital, please visit ufhealth.org slash medmatters to get connected with one of our providers. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other UF Health Shands Hospital podcasts. For more health tips and updates, please follow us on your social channels. I'm Melanie Cole.